Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. My name is Josh Turner, your host. And with me, as always... Oh, wait. He's not with me today. No. My co-host today is Tony. Yep. I was on on the uh, Halloween episode. It's uh, Mushu, I guess. I guess. Yes. People like to call me. Or uh, I like to call myself. He calls himself Mushu. Uh, I, I like to call him that, but Nelly will not. No, Nelly else. doesn't like it. No, mm. my brother calls him Easter Island Head, but yeah, that's just that's just rude. <laughs> it's, a pet, it's a pet name. Yeah, okay. it's a pet name. Like I call Anthony on Baba Cook when we're out and about, and I tell him to to go when he talks, but he gets mad. Yeah, he does not. Oh, I mean, he doesn't mind it. Yeah, he doesn't own up to it though. Oh, yeah. I told him that he could feel free to give me any kind of nickname, pet name he wanted to, but read the fine print. I will punch you. <laughs> he seemed to have a problem with that. Well, okay. I mean, explain why uh, Mondo's not here right now. Uh, uh, Mon- Mondo's got some things going on. He will be back, folks. Um, we're hoping he just got some stuff going on in his yeah, personal he, he life. He couldn't make it today, so he couldn't make it. And we needed to get the show. The show must go on, as they say. And so I got this other, you know, cut rate you know, co-host to, to fill in for the other cut rate. Yeah, I'm the Mon, I was the Mondo. <laughs> we cloned Armando, and this is what we got. Yeah. So what we have going on here uh, is that I wanted to do a show, and and because everybody was clamoring, we got too many. We did too many interviews, too many interviews, too many interviews. But we had a ton of interviews to get to to release. So we ended up doing a bunch of interviews, and now everybody's like, you did too many interviews, you did too many interviews. And so I was like, okay. And and then some people were like, when are you going to do the regular show? When are you going to? And that's exactly how they sounded when they talked to me. No, seriously. Huh? Through, through email? That's how they sounded when they talked to you through email? They were like, you, you need to do the regular show. You need to do the regular show. That's exactly how they sounded to me. I was like, oh my gosh, these these infants need to hear the regular show. So anyway, <laughs> see, actually, <laughs> infants, infants don't talk, so that's not going to. So anyway, we're going to do the show tonight, and we're going to do a good one, all right? But let me give you my email address. It's doswolfman88 at gmail.com and wolfandsal at gmail.com. And if uh, you want to contact Tony, well, that's just too bad. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true, I guess. No, it's not true. No, I mean I, I go through the emails too. I mean, uh, he throws I'll, out your emails if you insult him. He yeah, throws them out. You got. He doesn't even see them. Like, I'll wake up early in the morning to make sure. <laughs> no, that's pretty. That's pretty good because I, I usually when I have to work, I work nights. Uh-oh. So it's I don't wake up till the afternoon. <laughs> Stop messing with that. It's, it has a bandaid on it. Guy's constantly scratching his shoulder. Jeez, you got the cat down there below you. So, so folks, we found a cat. We found a cat on Thanksgiving at one of our job sites. And so now we have another little stowaway besides Tony's little dog, Banjo. We have a kitty cat. And we can't think of a name for the cat. So I, I came up with a clever idea because um, I'm clever and I like ideas. And so what I decided was I was going to let you guys vote. So why don't you guys go on YouTube and cast your vote for the name of the new cat. Well, that's a good idea. Because, I mean, yeah. everyone here at the, uh, everyone has like a different name for her around here. And it has to be a non-binary, non-gendered name. <laughs> because we don't know what the cat's. T- I'm t- I think it's a girl. Because I call her Kitty Pride. Everybody thinks, okay, I, I said Lulu. Okay. And then my wife calls it uh, Baby Cats. Baby Cats. Uh, Diablo, Diablo calls it Tunsis, mm-hmm. and uh, Anthony calls and it Anthony calls it Michu Kitty. Yeah, and so we don't really know. And Scorpion calls it Cat. Yeah, and I he's call re- it Kitty. He's Pride. real creative. And then Scorpion is just Cat, the Cat, Der Cat, Der Cat. So, <laughs> so we don't have a name for this poor little, poor little thing. She's so cute. He, she's so cute. Um, but we, we, uh, we're, we're pleased to have her at whatever, because it it was weird. It was a wild cat. The mom was very wild and oddly enough, she just came right. She was kind of hiding underneath a wheel well and of somebody's car. And I, I went inside to do something at the shop where we work, we, we do security at it. And, and my wife saw it and her and Scorpion and, and Anthony corralled it in and grabbed it. So it was a, it was a, it was pretty cool, and 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 she let him pick him up, pick him up, and and just was real sweet, surprisingly for a little feral kitten. Yeah, I mean, even here she's <clears throat> um, playful, very just nice. She comes up to people. She 
Mm-hmm. She's when I first met her, she was a little shy, but it, like it took about five minutes, and she was jumping all over me and scratching yeah. me, and I have new cuts all over my arms. And well, legs. she was trying to defend herself because she thought she was going to end up being. Uh, yeah, I already chicken. saw where you were going when you said yes. defend yourself. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no, I'm just uh, kidding, folks." But seriously, she didn't want to be turned into egg rolls, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm messing, with you. I'm messing with you, Tony. Tony's my guy, so I could pick at him. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here, here's a funny thing. Okay. We need help with a name because we have to. We have to find that. Figure out what we're gonna call it. I have a name for it. If it's a boy. What was the name I was gonna give it? No idea. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bobcat. Bobcat. I was gonna call it Eddie. Very original. <laughs> I just figured Scott or Eddie. Why not? Uh, call I don't like. I don't like people named for animals. I do. My friend had a dog named Steve, and I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> the dog was cool. The name Steve was not. Now, I, you know what? I had a hat named Steve, and I actually did a review on Amazon about that hat. If you go to Amazon and you look up my name, I actually did some silly reviews on there, and one of them was a hat named Steve. <laughs> I, I'm not even making that up. It was years ago. And it was about a black Texas uh, Longhorn hat that I bought, and I did a review on it. They asked me to do a review, how they keep pestering you. Review your product, so I reviewed it. My buddy Pete, Pete Faden, um, lives up in Colorado, one of my best friends from years and years. Um, He he was a big-time Amazon reviewer, and they would actually send him, like, free products and stuff. I don't think I Oh, so you could review it and... Yeah, I don't have the patience for that, dude. I I couldn't do all that. I couldn't care. Yeah. But anyways, we also set up a uh, a PayPal, folks, and we're going to post links to that. I want to ask everybody a, a favor. If you guys have money, send it to me. I'm not <laughs> just I'm just kidding. Seriously, because we need we need to support the show and, you know, it it we work all the time. So getting the show done is not is not always a priority because we have so much work we have to do all the time. And so it was like one of those things where if we had like a revenue, a more of a revenue stream coming in from the show, then we could focus more on the research and doing the show and spending more time doing more shows, you know, but instead we have to work all the time. And so, yeah, that that's, that's an issue. Um, oh, yeah, it would definitely help. And uh, we want to make sure you understand, like, we're not asking for money. We're just like, if you have something extra and you want to support the show, just, just uh, send it to us and we'll we would appreciate it greatly i mean it would make a what we're doing a lot easier mm-hmm. around here because we know that whenever we do the show anthony and you and it would have to be off and i would have to uh, work yeah. a lot so mm-hmm. like right now we're having to like coordinate it to where we can you know because we just got back from san antonio yeah, which uh, was a great trip which was cool yes yeah, so we actually we had a good time uh so yeah we're gonna have a paypal link Anyone that listens to us on Spotify, Google Tunes, um, what is it, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes, whatever, yeah, any of you guys that listen to those shows, do me a favor and go to YouTube and like and subscribe, even though you may not listen to it on that platform, because I know a lot of you, because I read the emails, don't, don't even listen to it on YouTube. We have an audience beyond YouTube. But if you go, because YouTube, it helps us to, to uh, that's our main platform. So if you listen to it on one of the other platforms, um, yeah, just. So anyways, yeah, the cat is was now just climbing on the table. It was just determined to be a little pest. <laughs> but it is a good ghost detector. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I was assuming you saw something that she saw. I was like, okay, I guess she is. I just heard that they are. I don't know. Dogs are too. I, I, you know, yeah, when we lived in the old house. D- yeah. Diablo had a cat, and it was always hissing and stuff. So we, so we went to San Antonio, and we had dinner with Ken Gerhardt. Ken is a great guy. We mm-hmm. had a good time. We listened to him speak at the Whit Museum. Uh, we had fun. Uh, they served drinks, and there was a big, big uh, party thing, kind of atmosphere going on. And we had a blast. And then afterwards, we went to eat down the Riverwalk. And we just had fun. Ken told some some amazing stories about his his uh, TV experiences. Yeah, and things. hilarious stories. <laughs> hilarious. It's cracking me He's up. He's a funny guy. He's a really cool guy. I like him a lot. And a shout out to his uh, <clears throat> fiance Angelique. Um, she listens to the show, and I appreciate you being a uh, supporter, uh, a supporter of the show, and and listening to us. 
everybody that is involved in listening to our show and and and, and participating in the Paranormal Roundtable, uh, we appreciate it. You know, and we appreciate everything. And this is our episode back. We have, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. So we want to thank everyone for being supportive, for sticking with us, and for participating in the Paranormal Roundtable group uh, on you on uh, Facebook, Facebook and posting, and posting and just being and, active. And being active, yeah. And thank you for all that. And we appreciate it. So that being said, we get all the, the niceties. Um, out the, of the way. The pleasantries out of the way. Now it's time to get into some serious, scary stuff. <laughs> Um, that was a horrible, scary voice. No, no, it wasn't. I, I, I can't do a scary voice. I could just yell. I could yell at you. Is that scary? Are you not entertained? It is scary. Wow. Well, maybe not to them, but when you're yelling in front of me, uh, <laughs> I get pretty scared. <laughs> How am I yelling in front? Not even in front of you. You're, crawling, you're across up. the room over here. No, I'm frightened in the corner right now. Oh yes, he's holding. He's holding his whoopal ball, whoopal ball bat to to stop me. <laughs> if I try to attack him. Okay, so anyways, what we got going on today, we're going to talk about... Uh, Goatman. Goatman. Yeah, we figured new new year, new... Uh, let's go back to the first episode and do another Goatman episode. I heard you had some great stories, so I just wanted to hear them from you. Yeah. You haven't told me anything about them. Uh, you just told me... You gave me a couple of different subjects, and I said, let's do Goatman. Yeah. Well, I have gotten several Goatman stories since the first uh, episode. And that first episode, we had some good Goatman stories, but the sound was so terrible. Yeah, we weren't. We didn't it have a good studio to record it in. No, we were just basically we were, in a garage. I mean. Yeah, and it and it actually costs money too, folks, to to do the show. You know, every month we we are trying to get to a point where the show will at least pay for itself. That's one thing that Armando keeps you know harping on, and I always want to try to pay for itself. So yeah. So anyways, we got we got that going on. We got to do the. Uh, the goat man, uh, because we, we've, I've just been stockpiling some of these stories and I got a lot of dog man stories too, but we're not going to do that today. We're going to, we're going to save those for another time. Um, but that's what we're going to do. I have mentioned, uh, I think maybe three or four of these to you just in passing over the past couple months. Yeah. But real short, um, you didn't give me a lot of details. You told me just like the crux of it. Basically, mm-hmm. you kind of just told me a little bit cause you, you normally do, uh, to prepare for like a show with Armando or something. But uh, yeah, we'll go that, over the different encounters, yeah. and, and this time we're just because we needed to get this show out, so we're just kind of dropping them. Mm-hmm. So here, 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 we will begin. Um, the first one I want to talk about is was was someone that was actually living in a house, and this one is more on the on the spirit side of it. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about this one was that there was a Ouija board involved. No, so they were playing with the one before, and then everything happened. Yeah, oh, okay. and then wackiness ensues, and then some stuff happens. Thing with people would learn, but uh, they just keep opening just portals, keep trying it, and they think it's funny or cute or cool. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these people, folks. I'm not a big Ouija board person, and and if you would read some of the the stories that I get from people that involve these things, you would not want to play with these things. Okay, I can tell you that right now. So this Ouija board, this this happened to someone in uh, Ohio, and they were playing with a Ouija board, and what was crazy was they moved clear across the country. Oh, to get a, like, like well, they moved into this house from across the country? When, when, when she was a little girl, she was 11 years old, or 12, um, or from 11, 11, in, 11 to 12 years old, they were playing with a Ouija board, the person that gave me the story, and something, some weird stuff started happening. Like they started hearing heavy breathing in the room when they were asleep at night and this thing would growl and it would grab her and her sister. Mm -hmm. And she literally saw her sister's uh, nightgown be pulled as she began. She tried to run out of the bedroom. Something grabbed it like something was on the floor. Yeah. And she saw, like, she, she just saw the nightgown being pulled and her being pulled down to the ground and falling and then it ripping. And then her her older sister running out of the room. Imagine how terrifying that would be in the middle of the night and you have to see that. And then knowing that you're still in the room <laughs> with whatever that is, I'm not laughing at you. Um, I'm laughing with you. No, seriously. No, I'm no, just, that's definitely frightening. I mean, frightening, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking in the perspective of her getting, like, you know, 
she's trying to run out of the room and this thing pulls at her nightgown. I didn't even think about like, yo, this girl was like in the room. She just saw that happen mm-hmm. and she's still in there with her. Because yeah, I'm looking there. at it from her perspective. Yeah. What's crazy was they had a they had a slumber party for her older sister. And one of the kids that that uh came to the slumber party, okay. And oddly enough, this is what's funny, is like it was actually a dude. Like it was a little boy. Like he was the one boy at the slumber party. And of course he's the bonehead that brings the the, the you know, <laughs> He brings the Ouija board and messes all these girls' lives up. Now, he, so he brings the Ouija board and they start playing with it. And that's, you know, and it, nothing happened at the time. They said that, you know, it was like the planchette was moving by itself. There was this whole story. Um, but then it began, something began to happen. And then after that, it started with weird, a weird, the beginning of it was there was weird smells. Uh, like a musty like odor that smelled like um like farm animals, literally like she said farm animals like like you have like a like how an animals like you go to a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. She described it that way to me, and so I was just like, what what you know what would what is that you know? So what ended up happening was the these two girls they ended up um they lived in a two story house, yeah in, in I think Dayton I think it was in Dayton and. It, it, one night, their parents, uh, like a lot of us latchkey kids, they they parents they were raised in the eighties. Parents had to go to work or whatever, and so they were at home alone, and they were upstairs playing Nintendo, and they hear boom, boom, boom coming up the stairs, and it clearly sounded like hoofs to these girls, and they were like, "What is that?" So it's it terrified them, so they hid in the closet. Uh, where they had a plethora, I say plethora because that word sounds cool. They say they hid amongst a plethora of plushies, a plethora. I'm like you know, like a bunch of stuffed animals, folks. So they hid amongst the stuffed animals uh, in the closet. These girls were terrified, and this thing walked into their bedroom and walked around, and it was hoof like sounded like hooves. They couldn't see it. That was like a um. No, they did. No, they did. Her no. sister. I'm not going to say her name, but I almost said it. But her sister saw it through the the door. It was cracked and said that, now this is scary. The face was like a man. It was black. It was like a black, black. Mm-hmm. Okay, like pitch black. And it, the face was like a man, but it had horns on its head that were straight up. And it had like a beard. Okay. And it had fur on its legs and it had hooves. And it had a tail, not a really long tail, but she saw a tail. Sounds very much like a satyr or a satyr, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Well, that's and, like a goat man, because I think when, in, well, like, I mean, I was just thinking more like a goat man. I was imagining having like a goat head and more like a human torso. That's another version of yeah, it. But this one, this one is, a, and she said that it had little nodules, which is like she she said she clearly saw, um, according to her the sister that told me what her sister saw. Like little little bumpy nodules on its head, I, I know I just don't even know how to. So describe. it was bald. Um, not not necessarily on the head, but like the 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 forehead. Oh, okay. And the face. That's what she was. What she described to me, which I just assume it was all over the head. She didn't actually say it had it on top of that. It's a good question. Um, but I was just trying to listen, and this is you know, so that was in and of itself just disturbing that, that she saw that, and then of course she had to like cover her mouth and not scream and they're trying not to breathe and this thing is looking around um didn't get a description of the eyes or anything like that not red you know mm-hmm. and then the parents come home while this thing is moving around in their room and it just goes boom 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 boom, boom runs out of the room and parents didn't see anything they parents didn't did anything? not see anything parents came in and they were screaming they were hysterical the parents are like, yeah, okay, you know, you've been watching too many Freddy Krueger movies, whatever, you know, Nightmare, Elm Street, whatever. And that's literally what they blamed it on because they had been watching Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever, and they were like, you can't watch, you're not going to be able to watch it. Yeah, but that's so weird to like. The parents blame that kind of stuff. Why, why would you associate that with that? Because it's like, oh, we saw Freddy Krueger, <laughs> so then we saw a giant goat man in our bedroom. <laughs> How would that work? Yeah, I, I, you, you know, the parents are weird back then, especially parents back in the 80s. You can ask Will Smith. Parents just don't understand, you know? 
<laughs> it's like, you know, they just, uh, you know, I'm not laughing at the these these young girls' plight. Oh, no, what, 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 I'm just no. laughing at the, the situation about the parents because the parents were like, okay, you saw this weird thing, whatever. Well, what? Let, let's fast forward here just, just real quick. Stuff went on with this individual uh, entity. I was told a couple more incidents that happened. Another one was she, the the young girl in question, the younger girl, the the younger sister, not the one that actually saw it the first time. Uh, this was her first time to actually see it. Uh, they went to sleep one night and they heard this heavy breathing, which become had become kind of regular. It was happening with uh, you know alacrity, and it was you know she heard something whisper her name. And it, she said, this said the name, um, I'll get, I give her a name that's close to that Rose, that's close to her name. And it was like, Rose, like that, the way she was trying to describe it to me. And she would just like, what, what is that? You know? And then she, she would wake up and this thing would be saying her name. And it was like, Rose, like it was trying to get her attention and only her attention. When she woke up at one point it was like right in front of her face she said about six to eight inches from her face and was breathing on her and it had a horrible sulfur like smell like i said they were weird smells you know and uh it was it was leaning down in front of her and it it's it had a tongue a black tongue that was wagging like coming out toward her now I don't know as a kid. I mean, I, I had a few little weird things happen to me, okay? I thought I had a couple little weird things, but this was just like, that's horrifying. I don't know what I would do. I mean, she she did what any little kid would do, and she screamed. And it woke up the sister. The sister saw it, too. I mean, it was standing there. And she began to try to run out of the room. And this thing grabbed the sister, and lifted her up off the ground. Oh, which sister? The older sister. Okay, the one trying to her, run. Her older sister. Yeah, the one trying to, try to run. run. The mom comes into the room first and sees her daughter up off of the ground, about a foot off the ground, as this thing was kind of shaking her. They could clearly see that it was this goat-like entity. The mother didn't see anything. So she just saw her daughter To her, floating. it looked like the daughter was off the ground. Yeah. So then eventually uh, there was another incident that, that led into the, the dad finally waking up to the realization that something was inhabiting the house. <clears throat> he was barbecuing in the backyard and he sees this thing in the go, go behind him in the, uh, I guess they would call it the Jalice store. It was like a, uh, like the sliding door to the back door. Um, there's like a back door, there's like a deck. I forgot the 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 word that she used. But anyway, he turns around and he hears this this like uh you know, noise like the the footfall or whatever. He turns around and he sees this thing walk across the in front of the back sliding door. It's plain as day. It was about six foot, a little over six foot, mm-hmm. and it was black, and he saw it, but he didn't get a really good look at it. So then he had to talk to his daughters and ask them what it was, how, exactly what it looked like. Because he was at that point in denial, not uh, wanting to entertain the idea that there was some sort of demonic goat-like entity in the house. They gave the description. It fit the description of what he saw. He was done. Okay, He took a job in Seattle. And so they, from his company that he was with, and they moved across country. Uh, I think that the young lady in question, she said that at that time she was uh, 12 going on 13. Her sister was 14 uh, going on 15. And so they moved across country and it didn't stop. It followed them. It followed them. And it went on until she moved out of that, of their new house. uh, When she was like 19, she moved out. And then she moved to, I believe, Spokane. And then that was that was it. It didn't really follow her. But to this day, it does reappear once in a while, uh, terrorizing 
her sister. Mm. So I think it's something that's attached to the sister because it doesn't really seem to be affecting her anymore. It doesn't really bother her. But the sister does seem to be the target. You know what I mean? Like that. And I think that, like I said, there was an incident where this happened in Seattle where they were awakened. They didn't see it, but it grabbed the, it obviously grabbed the, the, the sister when, and pulled her down. That was one of the more terrifying, uh, uh, you know, accounts that I remember. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty bad. <clears throat> so it was kind of hard. It's kind of hard to listen to too, when you, when you have to sit there and, and hear people tell you how they were terrorized by traumatized and traumatized by an entity. Folks, these things are real, you know? I mean, and, and some people will poo poo it and say, well, you know, it's kids imagination or, you know, they're just believing in, you know, whatever. Or like the parents at first were like, you've been watching too many Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever. I, I know from living in a house and having lived in a house, and if you go back to episode two, I talk about that. I mean, these things are real, man. Like, like stuff happens to people and it, and it's scary and it's sad that they're, they're, it's be, the taboo is, begin, is becoming, it's beginning to be lifted. You know, like it's not as uh, prevalent as it once was to where you were ridiculed as bad. And I hope that the day comes where people can just feel free to like tell these, tell the truth about what's yeah, happened be, to them without be being open. ridiculed and can't say their name because people think they're crazy and, you know, and uh, it's a, it's sad, you know, and I try to give people as much anonymity as possible if, if you know, a lot of times we end up with guests on the show because they're willing to talk about stuff and come on the show. And that's that's perfectly okay, but this person did not feel comfortable really talking about it herself or whatever. Um, and I, and I, so I respect that, but it, it, it was a terrifying thing. Now, we're going to move on to another encounter. Staying with the whole black goat man theme. Well, real quick, I just want to say, like, all well, nobody of this cares what you want to say. Anyway, moving well, on. <laughs> this could have been all prevented if they just didn't mess with the Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's how many stories are people going to have to hear to learn that like just don't mess with these. These aren't toys. They're not meant to be. Even though Parker Brothers seems to think they're toys. But. Yeah, but. yeah. I, you know, I I I discourage people from playing with these things because there's just been too many incidents too many times where things have gone cuckoo because of you know people opening portals and like i always uh say it's kind of like you're going deep sea fishing you're throwing a line out there you know and you don't know what you're going to conjure up you don't know what's going to come out of that i mean it's like if you were going in the ocean, you threw a trawl net out there, and you just you just dredged up whatever comes up. You know, you're, you're, there's no telling what you're going to get. You might get a shrimp, or you might get you know, tuna. You might get an old boot. You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what what the ocean is going to bring you. That's very similar to the spirit world. You're opening a portal. You're opening a, a doorway that a lot of times can't be closed. Now I don't know. I mean, there there have been there have been people who've told me stories. Oh, a friend of mine has had stuff happen with a from a Ouija board, and he has been real adamant about me not talking about it because for some reason he has a, an overriding fear that if we just, we that we even talk about it, it's going to come back. And this is a guy that we all know very well; he's a good friend of ours. And he doesn't want to. I've, I've told him. I said, "Look, it's not going to you know just talking about it may, may may be therapeutic because he has a lot to to say about it, but." It has subsided over the last few years, and he's afraid that if we were to actually talk about some of the incidences, that it would bring it back. Now, I don't really believe that, but I get that he had dealt with it for so long that it's not something that he wants to revisit or have come back. You know what I mean? But he does. He's pretty adamant that 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 doorway cannot be closed. He has tried. They tried to burn it. It didn't burn. Tried to throw it away. It reappeared. I mean, um, gosh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's just, it's a long convoluted story that one day I hope to be able to tell out of respect for him and his brother. I'm not going to get too into any, any details about it. And once he says, Hey, you know what? You can, we can talk about it. And he gives me more meat about it. Um, then maybe I'll speak of it, but until then I don't want to, 
until then, we'll just respect it and just yeah, we're not going to talk about it. But th- you know, he's real adamant that that door never closes. I don't think people know a way to like. There's no like we can open it, but do you really know a way to close it mm-hmm. successfully? To I get mean, rid of it? No, I mean, you don't even know what you're dealing with. How can you like learn to cl- or know how to close it? Well, here's what's funny. Here's what's interesting about that last case, and I'm going to say this: the young lady, I'll call her Rose. She told me that she they never saw the entity again when they moved to Seattle. They um, knew it was there. They could hear it, and it sounded just like the goat man that was in Ohio. But they never saw the entity again. Like her and her sister have not seen it. As far as she knows, her sister hasn't seen it. It was like invisible after that. Mm. But when they were in Ohio – it appeared as a mm. goat type, goat man. Type They're also entity. younger than two. Yeah, and that, that was another thing we talked about. When we were talking to Ken last night, when we had dinner with Ken, uh, we did discuss that, how when you're young, and, and Ken kind of agreed with that, that we, as children, we uh, can see and hear things. And then when you get a little older... You know, mm-hmm. you get people tell you that they're not real or, mm-hmm. and you start losing that connection to your, I guess, just that openness that you have as a child, you know, that ignorant openness to where <laughs> you little ignorant turds, <laughs> you little ignorant turds. Why are you seeing stuff, man? No. Uh, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You're, yeah, you're ignorant to, to the ways of our ridiculous strength, you know, like the constraints that are put on you by society. Yeah. And, you don't know any better, so you like you just see what you believe. Or you uh, believe what you see, so when you see it, you just uh, you know you, you don't know that it wouldn't exist until mm-hmm. someone tells you it doesn't. So uh, that mo- that being said, like I said, we'll move on. This is another one uh, that that's sort of in the spectral category, and this isn't as long of a of a story. It was just given to me. This this one is kind of crazy, and it was also black. Like, which is weird. We're kind of having this black goat man theme here. I don't know um, what, you know, just kind of like broke them down. And I thought it was weird that I ended up with uh, several goat man encounters uh, since episode one. Um, and these involve these, these black looking goat men. This one was someone who had practiced shamanism. And I kind of guess they didn't really have any business doing it. And they were living in Hawaii, and they started working with a shaman there. Now, the person did did tell them that they, they shouldn't really be doing this because it wasn't something that was from their heritage. It wasn't something that was from their, um, like, you know, the person that he was learning it from was doing it, I guess, what they what they call like a, like a Hawaiian medicine man. And... He he kind of warned them, you know, like to not really be messing with this, but he was real adamant about trying to, to do it. So then he ended up like um, just kind of attaching himself to this guy and, and the guy eventually started showing him some stuff. And he said that if the, he warned him, if there's anything that's weird or unusual, that you need to stop. Hawaii is a weird place. Um, I've had a few friends that have gone out there and and two in particular, I can tell you, that went off the deep end. I, I don't know why. I don't know what, what happens out there. I know that there's uh, – I've gotten a few stories out of Hawaii, one that was almost like a really uh, creepy, I guess you want to call it a Bigfoot-type story. I don't know where to classify it. Maybe one day I'll tell that one. But um, it was given to us by a waiter. Uh, but we do have – I do know at least two of my good friends, one who's now deceased but another one that – and ended up with an attachment that he's had for like pretty much his life. And it, it came from Hawaii. And I think that's what happened to this guy. This guy was out there in Hawaii and he was living in a little apartment right there on the, like you could see the ocean. It was real beautiful, you know, and he was, he was enjoying himself, but he got too involved with this shamanism and he was doing a transcendental meditation, doing a, trying to, trying to meditate and he conjured up the image, or I, I would say he conjured it up. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how to describe what 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 it was that he was telling me. 
without trying to, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to put my, I don't want to taint it with my own belief of what he did. I'm just going to tell you what he said happened. He got the image of a goat type entity that sounds almost like identical to what these girls went through, which is why I'm putting these two together. Uh, I got these stories like, you know, several months apart, but still very similar uh, in, in the, the, the appearance of this thing. Um, it had like uh, horns on the top of its head. It was bald, like balding with sparse hair. And it had like horns growing out the bottom of its cheeks, hmm. of its jaw. So weird that it almost looked like there were spikes that were driven through on either side of its face, the way he described it. It had the face of a man. It was black, completely black, except for the horns. And then the whites of its eyes. It was very manlike, but the the legs were hooves, and the rest of it was like a man with uh, like was very hairy. And now he got the image of this thing standing on the balcony. And when he tried to come out of this trance, this uh, meditation state, it, it was like that entity was stopping him from doing that. Now, over the, the, the rest of the, or I guess of the, over the next several weeks, whatever, he had, he got attacked. He had a dog that was killed that he believes that this entity killed his dog. Um, he was choked in his sleep. He was drug out of his bed. And then ultimately he was flung off of his balcony. He off of the second story. He didn't mention anything to the medicine man? Or he, he didn't try to... Yeah, he did. He tr and, and he was trying to get the... you know, And the guy told him, you know, all these different things he needed to do, and none of it worked. To close that door, to get rid of this thing. And this had nothing to do with the Ouija board. It was just, trans it was just meditating and deep um, whatever. You know, he was messing with... Stuff. He was messing with things he didn't understand. Yeah, was... and and he really should not have been. Um, and and the the guy that taught him that was kind of, I guess, remorseful. Like he was regretting having told him, you know, that he would he shouldn't have ta told him, you know. And so, the guy ended up with like a demonic entity, I guess you want to call it, like just basically inhabiting his apartment. But the thing is, it harassed him, but it also harassed his girlfriend. His girlfriend came over, and one day they were watching a movie, uh, kind of a Netflix and chill type thing. I'm just kidding. I don't know what they were doing. They were, they were, they were watching PG. R rated R rated movies, folks. Okay, they were watching Freddy Krueger sort of. Freddy Krueger <laughs> and Freddy Krueger's. Oh, uh, they were watching that. Was it Freddy's New Nightmares? Those are horrible. So maybe oh, that's man. why the Goat Man got yeah. mad. Yeah. So, anyways. They're watching Freddy Krueger Part Ten and or whatever you know, and so anyway, th th this thing grabbed his girlfriend by her head, and he said it like whipped her head backwards. I mean, it like literally yanked her hair and whipped her head backwards so bad she had to go to the hospital, and it it gave her whiplash like it it oh, uh, it, it messed up her back and her neck, and her head got whipped back and then flipped back forward, and it, it was like it looked like somebody getting hit by a car. And that was, you know, it, it culminated in all this. Now, eventually, he moved back to the United States. He did live in California. Um, and he moved back to uh, San Jose, where he was from. And, you know, he thought that was it. He was done with it. Well, no, folks, when you mess with these things, you're done with it, but it's not done with you. And I've had people say that before, too, you know, like, just because you're done with your past, you know, like, I've moved on. That's in the past. Your past is still your past. Yeah, it's it's going to follow you. Exists. And I can tell you, Mr. Turner, that's speaking right here right now, Wolf, can tell you that your past don't go away. I can go anywhere and my past will follow me. There are people that, you know, they, they're going to remember you how you were. You can be like, well, I've changed. I'm a new man, you know. Uh, like I was telling Ken last night, like, you know, I, I, I was known before for being infamous, you know, and I'm, I'm known now for the show, but you still have that infamy in your past, people that are going to remember you in that way. And there's nothing you can do about that. So the past is going to be there. So you young people, you know, you think that you're done with the past and you've changed. There's still going to be people and, and 
apparently entities too that don't give a crap about you change. Okay. So what you do, it echoes. Yeah. There's no new year, new you in this situation. Yeah. You don't get to just leave it because you want to. I think it was a movie gladiator where he says what we do echoes in eternity. That's a good quote. That's a very good quote because it's like, that's what happens. And in the end we're shadows and dust or whatever. But, but the bottom line is, yeah, what you do, uh, yeah, it, it keeps going. Whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or a, you know, Hindu or Muslim or whatever, it, the, all religions are pretty much basically going to tell you the same thing. What you do is kept in a record. Well, some Buddhism, people call it the Akashic records. You know, yeah, all, Buddhism is Buddhism, like it doesn't even follow you. Like it follows you after death. After like death, that's karma. Yeah. Even if you die, it still follows you. Well, Christianity too. Uh-huh. You're going to burn in hell, or you're going to go to heaven, or you're going to pay a torment, you know, or end up in, I guess, Catholics believe purgatory, or whatever. And folks, we're not subscribing to anything like uh, as far as whatever. I'm just saying that this is this is a universal held belief. Okay, if you mess with something, and not to get too preachy, I'm not proselytizing to anybody, um, but. You, you you will pay the price. I mean, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, when someone decides that they're going to take it upon themselves to mess with something that they're not really supposed to be messing with, uh, that's what this, that's what happened to this young man. Ultimately, he ended up in a very bad car wreck and he ended up having to learn how to walk and do all kinds of, yeah, two years of rehab or whatever. And, it was horrible. I mean, like he, his life was when he attributes it to this goat looking entity thing that attacked him, attached itself to him. Here's the interesting thread. He never saw it again when he moved back to San Jose. Oh, okay. Now that kind of ruins my thing. What I said earlier about them being younger and then like getting older, but mm-hmm. Because he didn't see it again, but but then again, he only saw it in his mind's eye a couple times. It was pretty much invisible because I made sure to ask him that because I had was trying to remember the last you know incident, and I was like, you know, I was I didn't give him any real details about what she had said because I didn't want to taint his what he was trying to tell me. But I did pick up on that. Now that is that, folks. You know, and you know, people, you're you're out there, people who I've spoken to and I've gotten stories from and information from. You know me, uh, I'm pretty thorough. Like, I'll ask all kinds of questions. <laughs> Sometimes I'll even be like, what were you eating that day? Because you know what? Even what you eat can affect your perception. People don't know that. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, but, you know, people will be like, well, why is that important? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends. What did you eat before you went to bed? I mean, you know, it, it just it – just, you have to get every little bit of detail about these stories so that you can kind of piece together what, you know – so when I present it, you I can, can give my you know, your own views, and you could like set the mood a little better. And absolutely. And so, so what I have to do, you know, I have to sit there and try to uh, discern, if you will, you know, th- these stories, and 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 I'm going to give you my uh, belief and what I think is is going on here. I think that he played with something and it it burned him. That's what I think. Now, moving on from those two, the spectral encounters, um, we we have another one. Now, this involves a black goat man, too, which is another one. Now, this happened near Junction, Texas. We're moving back to my home state here, folks. Uh, this one was weird. Now, this one, you got to follow me on this one, guys. This happened to a group of well, a hunter, and then a group, then turned into a group of hunters that had to deal with this thing. Who, uh, they were attacked. Okay, now in that area, what I've learned is that there are big game, res- uh, not reserves. I don't know if you call them reserves, but there's people that have raised uh, big game mm-hmm. that are more exotic, and you can go out in that area is what I was told and that you can go and hunt on these lands where they uh these animals they're kind of like in these giant fenced in areas but they're but there's huge tracts of land where you can go and you can hunt these uh exotic animals and that there's a lot of them out there um th- in this particular area where I was talking about one of the and I I don't know I haven't gone out there and looked you know I'm not I'm not on safari 
but I one of these particular areas was adjacent to an area where this guy was hunting, and he they were hunting uh, they were just hunting whitetail, and which is deer, and they, they, it was him and another guy, and they were they were with a group of five people, and they were splitting up. In groups of two. In groups of two. And then there was one guy that was off by himself. He hunted by himself. He wasn't, you know. And then they were meeting back at what was essentially like a little cabin. And then they would all get together at night and talk or whatever and go back out and do it all over again. So they were out one evening. It was getting late. It was almost dark. And him and his buddy from college, uh, they went to college here in Texas uh, together. They saw something very strange. They saw what they thought was a black goat. They, they, he didn't say it was a goat per se. He said it looked goat-like. And it was sitting down in between some mesquite brush or whatever, and he thought that it looked um, like one of these exotic animals. It had really long, curved horns. Not like a ram. Now, I asked him that. And like I said, I'm pretty thorough when I ask these questions. And it wasn't, it, but it, it had kind of a curvature to the top. The, the top of the horns kind of came down and curved. And he thought, what is that? Now, he said they were probably about 50 yards from it. And it was just laying down in the brush. And his buddy was looking at it through a scope. Then it turns, and it, like as soon as he got a bead on its head and put the gun to toward its head, the thing turned and looked right at him. And he said that it was almost like it, it knew like it was in the crosshairs. At that point, the thing stands up on all fours. Okay. And the closest that, that it, now there's, there's a type of creature that I, I thought maybe it might be, um, but I don't even want to say the name of it because then I'm, I don't I don't know if I'm correct. But it's kind of like an African animal, and I'm not real sure if that's correct. Now, do you remember Tony when we were at the Buckhorn yeah. recently? And I've been to the Buckhorn a few times, folks. It's in a San great Antonio. museum in San Antonio. If you want to go check it out, it's awesome. Uh, now I did see one. Remember I told you that there was a story that I had that that was similar to that. Remember the really big oh one? yeah you pointed there, out uh, there was a really big one mm -hmm. yeah. That's as close as I could come to of a description to this thing. And I don't I don't really know if that's completely accurate, but that's as close as I could come. You remember how big it was? Oh, it was it, it was, was gigantic, yeah. yeah. Now he said that this thing looked like it was probably six hundred pounds. So it stood up on all fours and it had really big muscular legs. But he said that the front legs looked odd and that it it before their eyes began to morph. Now those are his exact words. Okay. Like the, the back bent at a weird angle, the legs went down and it went onto its knees, the back knees or whatever, touched the ground. It popped up at a weird angle. Okay. They were both looking at it through their scopes at this point. And he said that it turned and the back stretched out. Now that's how he described it. And then the shoulders moved at a weird angle, popped out. And he said it was very quick, like fluid. It wasn't like a long, like I'm giving you the play-by-play -play mm -hmm. of what he but gave But it was me. like almost instantaneous, basically. Yeah, it was like very quick, like boom, 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 boom. You know? And then, you know, and of course he didn't hear anything because it was too far away. But this thing began to change right before their eyes. And the head moved forward and then back up. And then the shoulders popped out. And before you knew it, it was standing on two legs like a man. Now, did he get a better look at the uh, the chest area? Yeah, like the, the chest area, and they saw genitalia that looked male. Um, the chest be peer appeared almost like a a man's, you know. Um, it was just it was. He said it was. They were in shock, and so they just stood there. And then the thing began to run. And he said when it ran, it ran really, really fast, and it went uh, at a weird angle, and the, it was out of their, you know. Now his buddy panicked when As it began, we began to ran and run, whatever he shot, he pulled the trigger and they were both pretty adamant that they didn't hit it. And it made a weird noise. And they said that when it made this noise, it sounded almost like a, a donkey brain, 
which I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And now he said that this is this this happened to him when he was in college. Of course, this was you know years ago. Um, you know, the guy's like fifty now, so he was in his early twenties. So that's do the math. And so he said that you know, being young men, they both ran. Unfortunately, they ran in different directions, and he was like <laughs> having to tell his buddy. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll call him Hank, uh, you know, Hank and Cliff. So Cliff's the guy that was giving me the story. He said, he's like, Hank, come on, let's go. Let, you know? And so his buddy just kept running in the wrong direction. Like kept going away from where they needed to be heading. And he had to literally run to his friend and, and stop him. And his friend turned and like discharged the firearm again, just out of fear. He was just, just, you know, freaking out. Well, they, they got it together and they they ran back. They they hauled bu- their way you know, back, back, to camp. back to camp. Yeah, and when they got back to the camp, they had agreed that they weren't going to talk about it. Well, as soon as they get back, his buddies in hysterics, and the people that they're with are like, "What happened? Why are you flipping out? You know, why have you peed yourself?" I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. <laughs> and his buddy Hank was like. Okay, uh, I just saw something weird. I don't want to talk about it. And of course, that lets tips everybody off that something crazy happened. So they go to Cliff and they ask him, and Cliff says, "We just saw something." And and so that that was the end of it. They try to go to sleep. Uh, neither one of them could sleep. So come morning, they decide they're going to leave, and everybody was like, "Why are you, you know, whatever." Be out out of, I guess, compassion for their friends. They decided that they should tell them because they decided they were going to stay. The, the friends were going to stay. Uh-huh. So they're like, "There's this thing out there that's on the property, on this property, and and it is private property. So I don't I don't want to disclose too much about you know where it. At. I kind of kind of got a pretty good idea of where it's at, um, but he said, you know, y'all sh- you should all leave. Or as in Texas, we'd say, y'all better get. So he told them, you should leave. This There's a, there's this thing out there. And when they described it, these guys laughed. And they were like, oh, okay, you know, obviously you guys were drinking, you know. And he said that when they'd come back to base camp, that they would have a few drinks or whatever. But that's not, he said that they were not intoxicated when they saw this. They were completely sober. And he said that this thing, the way he described it to me, he said it was like something out of your nightmares. Okay. He said it was just a terrifying looking thing. And the weird thing was, he said, if I didn't know any better, I would have swore that it had a bunch of canine teeth. So it looked like a goat type entity, type creature. So it didn't have like the face of a human like the other did two. did not have a face of a human. It, it had goat, goat horns and, and it looked very demonic according to him. It mm. was shaggy. It had... Long hair in the back, almost like if a man had long hair, which is even more disturbing. And it had canine teeth. Well, that's yeah. freaky. Yeah, it's very freaky. And then he said that, that this isn't the end of it. What ended up happening was that they went back um, to try to convince their friends. Like, they were leaving. They turned around. They went back, and they, they beseeched their friends. They pleaded with them, you should come. You should leave. They told them, you're crazy, you know, I'm sorry that you guys hallucinated. That's literally what one of them had said. Well, a couple days later, go a couple days go by, and they were supposed to get together at a friend of theirs' uh, bachelor party. One of the friends doesn't show up. Um, and so the other two inform them that that friend – had basically had a really bad experience the night that they had left, that the other two had left. The next morning they woke up, there were only two guys left, and that 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 uh, the third guy had bailed. So they never spoke to this guy again about what he saw. He would never talk about it. But the other two told them, that 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 the third I guess it would be the night after that. So it'd be two nights removed from the first day that those two, the first two guys, Cliff and Hank, uh, saw this entity. Now these two guys They're by themselves by now, right? They were by themselves. Okay. Something came onto the the cab uh, up to the cabin. 
the, the, the third night that they were there when they were sleeping, um, banged on the door. And one of them wakes up thinking, oh, it's one of the friends. He decided he forgot something. He decided to come back. It wasn't, but maybe nine o'clock at night. Uh, it was dark. He goes to open the door and the other, the other guy, the friend says, no, don't do it. And he asks him why he says, I saw something walk in front of the window and it's not human. Now he said he didn't get a real good look at it at that point, but it was not human. He knows that he saw horns. Now his friend is like, you're crazy. You know, Cliff and Hank got to you. And then the other guy whose name I don't, I didn't even know he was like, they got in your head, all these little stories. And then, mm. uh, the other guy leaving, you know, it's like, oh yeah, okay. You're just, it's just, you're scared. So what ended up happening was the, the banging got more, uh, it was louder and became more, uh, I guess furious or whatever. And they thought that the door was going to fly open. So they grabbed their guns and they're clutching their rifles and they're, they're pointing them at the, at the, at the door at this point. Now, here's the weird thing. Once that happened, this thing stopped. Like, it was like immediately they grabbed their guns, they pointed at it, and it, and it, the, the escalation stops. Everything stops. To me, it sounds like almost like this thing knew that they were. it was a gun pointed at it. Yeah, it's like the second time that that's happened to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was one of the things that I thought um, was really odd. Now... This guy told me, I'm going to try to do a follow-up on this because he told me that he could get me in touch with one of the guys that was ones that stayed behind. He would be willing to talk about it. Now, none of the other guys would, would, would be willing to discuss this with me. But he said that this guy would be, be willing to, to talk about it to me. Now, that wasn't the end of it. They stayed there in that cabin. Okay, folks, this is back when we didn't have everybody didn't have a cell phone in their pocket. They stayed there in that cabin with this thing banging around all night long, making noise, bellowing, as he said, sounding almost like a donkey braying, like once again, that same noise it was making, and like banging and bumping against the walls. And whenever they would hear it, you know, bang against the walls, they'd, they'd, they'd point their rifle in that direction, and then it would move on. And then it would come back. And then there was something that was throwing like rocks against the back of the cabin. Morning comes, and it's 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 stopped. So then they go out to the truck, and they get in the truck, and they and they bail. Well, as they're driving away, one of them that's in the passenger side looks and sees this entity standing. He can see it in in the the, the passenger rear mirror, like he can see it standing there, like yeah. on the edge of the road, like you know. And he said that it was probably about seven to eight feet tall. Got a good look at it. He said it was black and it looked like a goat type entity. Just the, the same description. I still think though that it looked almost like one of these African type creatures, you know? So, so, so let's break this down. You know, folks, that was the end of that story. One of the things that I wonder about this uh, encounter is that if it's to be you know, and I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I'm just saying if it's to be believed complete in its entirety, if everybody's descriptions were correct, okay, how did it know that that these obviously it knew guns, but through a wall? I mean, only thing I can think of because um, I read these fantasy books. Um, oh my god! Well, I don't want to sound <laughs> like I'm making it uh, make sense, but uh, there's something in the books where it's called like killer instinct, where like you have the intent to kill and they can feel it. And that's the only thing I think of. Like they're pointing these guns at this thing, wanting to defend themselves and shoot whatever it is. And maybe mm -hmm. it can sense that, or it can just sense like, uh, you know, you're 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 honing in on it. Maybe you know, mm -hmm. like maybe that. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. And when you said that, that was like the first thought that came to my mind. But I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, another question I had for you though was: Is there other instances of goatmen like? Uh, Going from four legs to two legs, yeah. Actually, oh, so I had a couple others, like but that. but yeah, um, but those were were different color, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> because we're kind of going with the black goat man theme or whatever. Um, yeah, I did. I actually have gotten a couple, and I even had one that made the popping noise, kind of indicative of what dog man. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't, it's so weird. These, these things are so bizarre. Uh, the encounters we get are so bizarre. Um, you know, that story, it, it's, uh, it's creepy, dude. I mean, the thing ran really supernaturally fast it, 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 and it did chase them all eventually, ultimately from that area, but it didn't hurt them. It I didn't just, go into you know, the cabin and it scared them off. Yeah. It scared them off. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what it was or what it could have been, you know? I mean, it just, it was just a night of terror for those two that stayed behind. Hmm. I bet they would listen to their friends. <laughs> I bet you <laughs> well, they I mean, were like, yeah. One guy, I really, I'm really curious about what that one guy experienced by himself to freak him yeah, out so much. Yeah, I know much that he that never he would talk about it. Yeah. Well, sometimes people, they're, they're, there's, there's different kinds of people. Like somebody can talk about, uh, like my friend that saw the dog man with me. Uh, he's told you guys, you mm-hmm. know, like, but he hasn't like, he hasn't talked about it and, and, and he's talked about it. He talked about it the night that we buried his mother, you know, to his own sons. And so, but, but he, for the most part, hasn't talked about it a lot, you know, whereas I am very open about it and I talk about what I saw. Um, he kind of kept his cards, you know, closer to his chest, but he has talked about it on, on different occasions. He told my wife and, you know, um, but he's not just out there, you know, he's obviously not taken in by the paranormal and talking about it all the time, you know, like I did. He didn't go on a crusade, you know. Uh, I'm not saying I went on a crusade, but I'm saying like compared to me, he's you, been you pretty. developed a higher interest or uh, interest. Yeah, interest towards finding out what the yeah. heck I saw. Or he was more like a. Just... Passive about it, yeah. And people would say, well, he doesn't really talk about it, you know. And then there are people who have seen these things, um, and they just won't talk about it. Like I got a buddy of mine that saw one near the San Gabriel River. Not a goat man, but a dog man, and he just he just will not talk about it. And the other friend that was with us, he's very open. And I'm going to tell that story soon too. But, the, yeah, he's just very open about it, what they saw. You know, he he's not, you know. And, but the other guy, he just won't. He just won't talk about it. I mean, people handle things differently. You know, it's like I, I can understand that that guy who knows what he saw or what happened. I mean, the goat man is a creepy phenomena. It is very creepy. Um, that that's pretty much all the time we have for today, uh, folks. I'm pretty sure we're out of time, but we do have some other stories about the goat man and some that involve like communication and you know. Like I said, they're upright, standing upright, going from all fours. And um, any other questions? Um, no questions. But this is—I do have to say—my favorite parts of this episode was definitely the, the little girl getting grabbed and just her nightdress getting torn. Oh, that's like, horrible! You well, want to hear a child saying, be terrorized? Like, the, the, these are the scariest parts for me. Like they—they they, <laughs> when I heard it, like I was like, oh my gosh! Like they definitely stuck with me the most. Was definitely that. And just uh, the thing we touched on earlier about the the guns, the, the, I, that really just boggles me how he knew, mm-hmm. you know? It just... Uh, well, what boggles me is how it stood up on two legs and turned into a man-like <laughs> yeah. beast from being on all fours. That's the, you know... Folks, these aren't normal things. I mean, it's just, it, you know, it, it's... it's I, I really believe that we're dealing with some sort of supernatural. Lon, you know, when we talked to Lon, you know, he just, Lon Strickler, it just had a a very, he was very adamant that, that, that he believes even as a dog man. I mean, it's like a, they're supernatural. You know, I know there's these camps. We talked about it with Ken last night, you know, that there's these camps that the dog man is just, it's completely flesh and blood. And then there's this supernatural and then the, and there's nothing in between. Well, folks, we don't know. Yeah. I think these things move in between. Interdimensional, I don't know. I mean, I know that when when something can do what it does uh it, with the with the way that these things do what they do and it's not in the realm of normality you know we don't know what we're dealing with yeah and that's why like I, I, you can't really be an expert on the subject and know anything uh much about it because no one can have concrete uh anything to say about it mm-hmm. i mean you have your experiences and you can gleam on what you saw and you know but that's you can't say for sure like that is worldwide on all of them you know yeah 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 it's, it's important to well we were talking about the guy from the philippines yeah he was talking about a creature that you know 
and I'm not going to give it away because that'll be in another episode. But then, and then, of course, we we crossed over into the Japanese where they have a very similar entity, but it does something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows, dude? Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, folks, that's all the time we had for today. I'm glad to be back, um, refreshed and ready to do some shows for you. Uh, my co-host Tony, I don't know how long that's going to happen. I think Armando might eventually come back when he's done dealing with his personal issues. He's got some stuff he's got to take care of, man. And, uh, everybody keep him in your prayers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Tony will be here and, uh, tell us what you think. I mean, you know, give us your opinions and let us know what you think about a, a name for this cat. We can figure out if it's a boy or a girl, either way to cast your vote. <laughs> on the name and if you come up with a good enough name then you know what we'll announce it yeah we'll say it yeah and we'll say hey you know what we decided on the name and uh let me know what you think about tony as our co-host and be brutally honest yeah thanks for having me i will know not to read the comments (laughs) (laughs) all right folks that's all the time we have for today from the prt team josh turner and uh, tell me long things. Do uh, you want to say the email one more time? Um, no. Okay. They, they should have just, just, yeah. just heard listen it from at the, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen. You little, little jerkies. I'll see you later. <laughs>